This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs on Sports Radio 810 WHB. What I've done is help athletes be the best they can be. We work on giving you that winning edge, that mental edge that will help you realize your potential. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for over 30 years as a sports psychologist. This is the first time I've ever listened to it. I'm on my way to church and I said, I got to pull over and talk. Right now is your chance to call Dr. Jacobs for free help with any sports-related problem. It's a wonderful form, and I, I must be a radio for me every time I, I'm in the camp city. And this show is about you. It's about having fun, working hard, building self-confidence, having the right attitude, being a good teammate, being a good parent, and being a good coach. Now, here's the sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Getting into our topics every week about the mental side of sports. The sports, Psycholo- sports Psychology Hour discuss things like sportsmanship, confidence, winning and losing, attitudes, focus, preparation. As you know, I've been here for the last 17 years, been on the radio here in Kansas City for 27 years. And Love doing this show with you every Sunday morning. And obviously today, there are a lot of very disappointed Kansas fans out there as KU got, I guess there's no other way to say it, destroyed by Villanova last night in the uh, Final Four game down in San Antonio. Incredible performance by Villanova. Absolutely incredible shooting. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because I've always been a Kansas basketball fan long before I worked with the team back in the 80s as KU sports psychologist, but I'll tell you something. You know, only one team is going to end the season happy, and that's the team that wins tomorrow night, whether it's Michigan or Villanova. But if you're a Kansas fan, you have nothing to be upset about. This this season, this year, this team had an incredible year <coughs> getting to this point. Very few people expected them to play as well as they did to get this far. And it's an exciting time to experience something like that but it's disappointing to lose it's always disappointing when your season ends it's always disappointing when you've got players of the stature of Devontae Graham and Mikhailik whose careers are over now seeing them play their last game but life goes on but does life go on for many athletes yes it does but here's the thing this past week has been a very interesting week in terms of things that I've been seeing. You know, a few weeks ago, we had a big story by Kevin Love, the NBA player who plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers, talking about panic attacks, talking about his mental health. He said, I've never been comfortable sharing much about myself. I turned 29 in September, and for pretty much 29 years of my life, I've been protective about anything and everything in my inner life. I was comfortable talking about basketball, but that came natural. It was much harder to share personal stuff, and looking back now, I know I could have really benefited from having someone to talk to over the years. He came out and talked about being depressed. Yeah, you sit there and think, 
this guy is a great basketball player. My God, look who he is. And, you know, he's related to the Beach Boys. And this is Kevin Love. I mean, my gosh, plays on the NBA, on the Cavaliers. Then you had a story that came out this week about Mark Rippon, Super Bowl champion quarterback with the Redskins, talking about being depressed. I've been down dark places, is the article. The mental health struggles he's been going through. He believes a lot of those were brought on by the head injuries he got, the concussions and injuries he had playing football. Rippon was a two-time Pro Bowler, led the Redskins to 37-24 win over the Bills in Super Bowl, I think it was 26, in 1992. He's been dealing with anxiety and depression. He's attempted suicide. Then you had a story by Michael Phelps. Interview with David Axelrod on CNN. All about his struggles and the depression he's had and the fight he's had to keep himself above ground. Michael Phelps, the most decorated medalist in Olympic history from this country. Depressed. Super Bowl champion. Depressed. NBA champion. Depressed. I know in this show I try to bring up topics that are of value. I know it's the Easter holiday, it's the Passover holiday, a lot of people will be going to religious services today and, and respecting their religions more so today maybe than others. But I want to tell you something. This issue of mental health, and we talked about a few weeks ago, is more important now, in my opinion, to talk about than it ever has been. When you have athletes of the stature of these three gentlemen sharing their angst, their pain, their issues, about how they've struggled to deal with it. And then you throw in that I was just on the Oxygen Channel a couple weeks ago, mentioned this several times last week, (coughs) excuse me. I was on a panel on the Oxygen Channel about Aaron Hernandez and the struggles he went through. Aaron Hernandez was the Super Bowl tied in with the Patriots who went on to be convicted of murder and then hung himself in jail. Consequently, discovered that he had more CTE than any player who's been examined up to this point in his brain. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about the mental side of sports. We're talking about the mental side of life. We're talking about people. You know, we put athletes and coaches on pedestals that they are above us. They're better than us. They're superior than us. But I want to tell you something. They are not any different than you or I. They have feelings. They have emotions. They may be physically superior in their sport, in their chosen profession of sport. But emotionally and mentally, they are not any different than anybody else. Having worked as team psychologist for several teams, whether it's a professional team, Olympic team, a collegiate team, I've seen it. I've seen what goes on in locker rooms. And unlike Donald Trump who talks about locker room talk, that isn't what goes on in locker rooms all the time. What goes on in locker rooms 
is conversation about life, about dealing with issues, about their families, about success and failure, about their careers, about fear. Fear. Perhaps the most important word we all have to deal with in our lives. Fear. We all have fears of things. Professional athletes have some pretty ingrained deep fears. First one is failure. Life as an athlete ending, their career ending. What am I going to do? How will I move on? You know, we have this situation now, especially with youth sports, where we get kids involved in sports at younger and younger ages, in organized leagues, in organized activities, which if, if you've listened to this show, you know I am against this whole league thing for kids at young ages. I think it's great for them to play games. It's great for them to get involved and learn skills and fundamentals. But this whole organized competition thing at four and five to me is absurd. It burns kids out. They want to go in other directions. The pressure to be good, to be great, is taken to extremes by many parents and coaches. And then what ends up happening is injuries occur, physical injuries, and psychological injuries. I see how so many kids at 9 and 10 now come into my office and 9 and 10 and talk about the pressure. You know, I sit there and ask myself, why should a 9 or 10-year-old kid, child, have to be stressed out about the pressure to play well in a sport? Somebody knows the answer to that one. I'd like to hear from you. 913-3810-810 is our number. Why do we put so much pressure on young kids to be so good at 8, 9, and 10 years of age in a sport? Mark Rippon, Kevin Love, Michael Phelps, all champions. Human beings dealing with life. Dealing with the struggle to move on. We put them on pedestals because they're physically superior athletes. They've accomplished the pinnacle, the highest echelon in their sport. But they've all come out and talked about how, how depressed they are. You know, Junior Sale committed suicide several years ago. One of the greatest linebackers ever to play football. Played with the Chargers for years and went to the Patriots. Junior Seau grew up in San Diego where I went to grad school. Went to USC. Whenever you heard about Junior Seau, all you heard about was this great linebacker. A stud guy. He killed himself. And in a lot of the interviews I've seen with family members and people afterwards, what I've heard is this. He talked about one thing. All he knew was football. When his career ended, he was depressed. He started spending time with his, more time with his family and he, he loved his family, but he was depressed. He didn't know what to do with his life because he didn't know what else to do. All he knew was football. We have situations today in sports where we're training kids to be great at something, which is fine. It's wonderful. But you know what? There needs to be balance. There needs to be more of a training, I think, with athletes about life. We have these situations now with, you know, college basketball is, is as great as it is. It's in a crisis with all the 
money and shady characters involved. The NCAA is investigating college basketball to an extreme now. I love college basketball. I love watching it. I love the competition. I love the excitement. These are young men and young women. They're people. And how many of them never make it? You know, the NBA, my producer Jed Marshall can answer this question. The NBA has, what, two, two, two rounds in the draft now? Yeah, two rounds in the draft. There used to be several. I think it used to be six. Now it's two. Mm, I don't know about the previous years, but it's been, at least since I've been following, you know, 60 guys get drafted. There might be like two or three, you know, free agent guys, but okay. not even guaranteed a deal in the second, if you're drafted in the second round. Okay, so 60 guys. Okay, and how many guys would like to play in the NBA? Thousands. Okay, so what happens to all these other guys? What happens to all these other guys if they don't get drafted in the NBA? Where do they go? The D-League, the G-League, Europe. And you can make a good living over in Europe playing basketball. I've talked to many players who've been over there. Been overseas, actually, not just Europe. And they've told me, you know, it's it's good from one perspective because you learn about things, but not, I've, I've heard this, Doc, I wasn't ready for this. You know what? College didn't get me. The, the two years of college I had didn't prepare me for this. So here's the issue today. Do we put athletes on such pedestals because they're physically superior and gifted that we forget about the mental side? I am a sports psychologist. I've been doing this for 37 years. I am biased because of what I do. I believe every team, every professional team should have a sports psychologist on staff. I don't care what the sport, soccer, baseball, basketball, hockey, football, doesn't matter. Every professional team should have a sports psychologist on staff, a mental health professional on staff. I think every college program, even more so, should have a trained mental health professional or professionals available to work with their athletes. We have issues in life. And I think we need to deal with them. I want to get your thoughts on this. I can open up our phone lines and get your thoughts about the mental health of sports, of athletes, of coaches, of teams, how important the mental side is. If you've been an athlete, if you've been a coach, if you're a parent, you're a, you're a referee, official, you're a sports fan, how important do you think mental health is in sports, the mental side of sports is? I'm a little bit biased as a sports psychologist. But I'm going to get your thoughts. Our phone number here is 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Good morning, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. As you know, I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. Enjoy doing the show with you each and every week. And today, I'm talking about a topic that a lot of people don't like to talk about. It's about the mental health of athletes, about the mental health of people. Started our show off talking about how three very prominent athletes, and I'm going to come to a fourth here in a moment, Kevin Love, Michael Phelps, Mark Rippon, champions in their sports have come out in the last couple of weeks with stories about 
their anxiety, their suicidal thoughts, their depression. There's a new book coming out about Tiger Woods, about how he's learned to deal with it as well. I'm anxious to get that this week and read it. The mental health of athletes is more important than their physical training. But we put it on the back burner because we think because somebody's physically good, they're tough. Well, guess what? They're people, and they've got issues. And we've learned from these things. This whole story by Kevin Love wrote about, he had a panic attack in a game, and he went and saw a therapist, and he thought, why would I need to do that? I'm not going to talk to someone. I'm not weak. There's not something wrong with me. It's not that there's something wrong with him. It's called life. I want to hear from you and get your thoughts. 913-3810-810 is our number. Let's talk to Alan, who called in here first. Alan, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. How are you today, sir? Great. Great. Get your thoughts. Um, I, You have described a mental health issue that is like a uh, bullseye uh, with uh, what I currently deal with. So I thought I would bring some live reality to your point. Um, I was not I was not an athlete, but I uh, for 25 years rose in the corporate world to the board level of Fortune 100 companies, and then uh, about five years ago, because of age, um, my career disappeared. And um, ever since then, um, I have suffered from depression that uh, has approached suicide, anxiety attacks, um, all of the things that you're describing. And in my mind, it has to do, doctor, with the fact that your brain becomes accustomed to all this adrenaline, all the, all the chemicals in your body are just, they, you live every day with a new high and then all of a sudden one day it's over and your brain still keeps doing what it was doing. And, um, I've had panic attacks where I've been rushed to emergency rooms. Um, I, I am on heavy antidepressants. I take Valium. Do you, do you Um, talk to a therapist, Alan? Um, Yes, uh, at uh, in association with my psychiatrist. So, I mean, I'm I'm. I'm well, well, excuse, excuse me, excuse me. Hold on a second. Okay, so you're obviously seeing a psychiatrist to get the medication, but do you talk with someone, not just go in and get pills? Uh, no. Okay. Well, let, let let me interject something here, sir. First of all, I want to thank you for calling in and sharing what's going on with you. Um, it takes, takes guts to get on the radio and share these things. So I appreciate it. First of all, second, I'm sorry you're going through this. Um, I'm sorry for you that all this started to come on after you were, were forced to retire because your age, what 65 was that, was that the age you were forced to retire? 55, 55. Okay. Um, I'm glad you're seeing a, a medical professional to get on medication, but sir, that's not the answer. You need to talk with someone. Okay. Okay. Pills. And, and, and if there's a psychiatrist out there listening who wants to call in and challenge me, go right for it because I'll take you on, okay? Pills are not the answer to problems. Pills can be a great benefit, and a lot of people need to be on medication. Mm-hmm. But just being put on a pill doesn't solve a problem, okay, mm-hmm. mentally. You need to talk about what's going on. You need to discuss what's going on 
with someone who's trained who can deal with that and help you work through it. It's not just about taking a pill to solve the problem. And it, it irritates me when I hear things about psychiatrists. Listen, and, and I, I work with psychiatrists, and I've also turned one into the Board of Healing Arts as the most unethical person I've ever dealt with in my life, and he's still practicing, and it's a sham. But there are psychiatrists who will sit down and talk with you also, not just prescribe medication. You need to, to talk, Alan, because taking a pill doesn't solve the problem. So I, I really want to emphasize that. And, I mean, I'm glad you're, you're getting some medica medication, sir, but you've got to talk about it too. No, so I just I, – I, yeah, and, and, and I – I agree with you. I need to do that, but I do. I just wanted to validate. It's it's not just a sports issue. It's a um, um, it's a life uh, issue. It's a life issue. I mean, it, you know, it's an it, it's like going from it, it's like uh, your life is on the interstate on a super interstate at 110 miles an hour, and then all of a sudden you're finding yourself driving. Uh, uh, through a neighborhood at 25 miles an hour. So let me ask you, sir, let me ask this question. How are you doing now? Oh, I cope. I mean, um, I cope. It's uh, a day by, it's a day by day effort. And, uh, you know, the panic attacks have been, uh, controlled. Um, but you know, I mean, it's work, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, it's not you know so I, I have a lot of empathy for these athletes because at least I at least I can um, roll back the the kind of job I have and go in back into a smaller company which is my intent but these poor athletes I mean you know they're they they can't. Uh, they can't. I mean, once they're done, they're done, right? Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's sort of it, and that's part of the problem, and that's what we're seeing. And see, one of the big words Alan I work with is balance. Okay, and I work with mm -hmm. all kinds of people, not just athletes, but all kinds of people, and we talk about these things. What's balance mean to you? When I say that word, Alan, what does that mean? Um, that means trying to get through the day with a level. Um, uh, I guess a level mind that that doesn't go through extremes. Okay, I think that's a good way of looking at it. To me, balance means everything has a place, but it doesn't mean everything's equal. It means today, maybe you're dealing with, with feeling depressed and what you need to do to feel better about yourself. Tomorrow, you're going to feel deal more with, uh, you know, the anxiety you've got about something or the excitement you have about something. Balance is finding a place for everything emotionally in your life. And I had the I had the privilege, and I and I say this with with a lot of a lot of passion. I had the privilege to be the team psychologist for the Kansas City Royals a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I'm not now; haven't been for a while. Not my choice, but nonetheless, that's the situation. Mm -hmm. 1990, Ewan Kaufman asked me to come up to to his office at Royal Stadium at the time, not Kaufman Stadium because he was still alive. In fact, I was sitting talking to George Brett. One of the clubbies came down and says, "Dr. Jacobs." Mr. K wants to see you. And George said, well, Andrew, you're probably getting fired. Nice to know you. <laughs> that was George. Love to <laughs> Anyway, so I go up to Mr. K's office, and we start talking about stuff. Mm -hmm. I had not spoken to him. He didn't ask me about personal things about the players because he knew that that was confidential between me. Mm -hmm. But he wanted to talk to me just about the atmosphere and the mindset and things, and we got into a discussion about life. 
Mm-hmm. And the conversation went to a point where he said, young man, I want to tell you something. I've never met a man on his deathbed who wished he'd worked another day. They all, Every one of them has all told me they wish they'd spent more time with their families. That, Alan, has stuck with me through my entire 37 years working as a sports psychologist. Okay? Because that came from probably the, one of the five most successful individuals in the history of Kansas City, a man who I had the utmost respect for, who sat there and t- talked to me about life. And that has stuck with me for a long time, and it's why I have the passion I have to do this show, why I try to help people. And I've had to deal with my own stuff in my life, too. We all do. I went through an ugly divorce. I raised my kids. And, I've had and things go on, and I've had to deal with it. So we all do. And the, you have, you, if I, if I remember right, you're still battling with uh, cancer, right? I had cancer last year. Yes or no, I'm not. It, I have a cancer survivor. It's gone. I had prostate oh, prostate cancer last uh, diagnosed the end of July. I had my prostate removed on Halloween of all days, my favorite holiday of the year, other than my birthday. And uh, <laughs> two weeks ago, uh, had my blood uh, results back for the third time, and I was told that the cancer is totally gone, and you're cancer free. So thank you for for recalling that. But I've I've fortunately survived that. And here here's the deal, sir. And, and I want to thank you for calling in, but I want to emphasize something to you. It's, it's great that you're getting medication help, and that's part of the part of the solution, but it's not the solution. You need to go talk to somebody. You need to find coping techniques. You need to find ways to handle your stress. You need to find ways to deal with the issues that are going on, that were going on before this happened that are going on now. And I would encourage you to, to talk, talk with a therapist. I appreciate your advice and uh, always enjoy listening to your show, sir. Well, thank you for calling in, Alan. Good luck to you. Thank and you, you certainly feel free if you want to give me a call. I work with people on these things all the time. So oh, you, take you do? Me. Yes, sir. I don't I just work with that. athletes. I work with all kinds of people. I could come to uh, your facility? Yeah. Yeah, just uh, you can give me a call, and we can talk about it. And if I can help you out, I'd be glad to. Thank you, sir. Okay, you take care. Thanks for your call. Sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. And uh, that's why I do this show, ladies and gentlemen, because I do this show to try to help people out. We're talking about the mental health of athletes today, mental health of people. And as I started the show off talking about stories in the, in the media in the last few weeks, Michael Phelps has come out about the depression, the suicidal thoughts he's had. Michael Phelps, greatest Olympian in American history. Mark Rippon, Super Bowl champion with the Redskins, tried to commit suicide. Kevin Love, NBA champion with the Cleveland Cavaliers who back in November had a panic attack during a game and had no clue what was going on. All three have come clean about their mental health. Now there's a book out about Tiger Woods, and we all know the issues he's had. The mental health, the mental side of sports is more important than the physical side. And I know there are going to be people who are telling me that's a bunch of BS, but it's not. Okay, if, I like to say if you don't have two athletes who are physical, two athletes who are physically the same, the one with the stronger mind will come out on top. And what I mean by that is the one who's got his life, his or her life, in balance and in check. I've had su- teenage athletes in the last few weeks who've come into my office who's talked to me about suicide. State champion level athletes because of the pressure and the stress they're dealing with. All right, I want to hear from you. Our number is 913-3810-810. Our phone lines are open. If you're a coach, if you're a parent, if you're an athlete, 
How important do you think the mental side of sports is? How important do you think the mental side of life is? Stress, anxiety, fear. How do you handle it? How do you deal with it? How do you cope with it? Our number is 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're in the leader in sports. Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show here in Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm here every Sunday from 7 8 a.m. If you've listened to the show, you know I've been here a long time, 17 years, been on the radio in Kansas City for 27 years. The reason I do this show is to help talk about things, about your mind. We talk about athletes, we talk about sports, we talk about confidence and pressure and winning and losing and things like that. But today, I wanted to get into the mental side of mental health in sport and life. And this past week, as I mentioned, Kevin Love, NBA champion of the Cleveland Cavaliers, has a big story out about how he had a panic attack in a game and how he's gone to talk to a therapist. In fact, it says on the article, I'm the last person who'd have thought I'd be seeing a therapist. I remember when I was two or three years in the league, a friend asked me why NBA players didn't see therapists. I scoffed at the idea. No way any of us is going to talk to someone. I was 21 years old. I'd grown up around basketball. On basketball teams, nobody talked about what they were struggling with on the inside. Well, yes, you do. Mark Rippon, Super Bowl champion with the Redskins, has just tried to commit suicide, has talked about it. Michael Phelps. Greatest Olympian in United States history has talked about the depression he's suffered. Tiger Woods has a new book out, which I'm going to get this week and read all about the struggles he's been through. Greatest golfer, arguably, ever. Athletes are people, and just because they may be superior in their sport does not mean that psychologically they don't have issues like anybody else. But I'd like to hear from you at 913-3810-810. If you are an athlete and you have struggled with mental health issues, with mindset issues, with confidence issues, with stress, with anxiety. You think you've had a panic attack, and it may have nothing to do with your sport. I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach and you've had to deal with this before, because coaches deal with this maybe more so than athletes do sometimes, how do you handle it? Our number is 913-3810-810. I stated earlier, I think every professional sports team should have a trained mental health professional on staff, preferably a sports psychologist, but a trained mental health professional. Every college sports team, athletic department, should have trained mental health professionals on staff. Most don't. Our number is 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you. Let's see what our good friend M.W. has to say. How are you this morning, sir? Hey, Dr. Jacobs, nice uh, to talk to you again. I haven't spoken to you, I don't know if I have this year or not, but I, I've been meaning to thank you for the uh, Just Let Them Play. I've actually uh, uh, referenced that a few in a few conversations over the last uh, you know year or so. All right, you got the book. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm glad and, you enjoy uh, it. Yeah, it's a nice little reference thing to have, you know, because, and, you know, when you first started, I, I was thinking more in terms of, uh, you know, they found a lot that repeated blows to the head. You think you're getting better because you're kind of immune to it. You know, you learn to live with it. But the, all all that is is it's just uh, some kind of mechanism. There's all kinds of studies being done on that. 
kind of stuff, and you just you can't take repeated blows to the head without uh, paying for it in the long run, which is why football or, or soccer is actually it's the most popular game on earth, and, and it's a lot better for your head mentally, everything, than uh, American football is very, very popular, but, but you know, even every, every day in practice, you're taking repeated blows to the head. Well, M.W., let me tell you something. Swimmers get concussions. Volleyball players get concussions. Okay, it happens in all in, in, in almost all type of sport with any type of contact. Yeah, Matt Beasley suffered from a really bad concussion. I think last year he missed yes. close to three or four weeks. And Igo Parr also had a really nasty concussion last well, year. Well, Sporting has sent players to me over the years who I I work with who've had concussions. And soccer is is let me tell you. I mean, you go up for to to do a header. And your header may be with the other player, okay? It, it, you know, getting a heading a ball may not cause a concussion, but hitting heads with another guy can. So it, it happens everywhere. MW. I've had I've had swimmers, MW. You know, you know how swimmers get concussions? Uh, by hitting the wall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They go full speed into the wall, and before they make their turn, their head clonks the wall. I've had volleyball players who will go up for a ball. And get tripped and fall and bang their head on the floor, bang their head on the cart. Okay, I've had a young lady I work with the past couple of years who got a concussion at practice because she tripped. Another player tripped her accidentally, and her head went bashing right into the metal cart holding the balls, and then bounced off that and bounced off the floor. So you can get a concussion in in, in, in anything. You, know, you can fall well, you down. You know, Doctor Jacobs, how they uh, uh, how they're doing all kinds of things with the helmets and everything, but. Uh, it's just the idea that your repeated blows to the head can be a can be a long-standing thing, but uh, at least they're trying real, real hard to make it make everything safer. But uh, you know the the whole thing about football, you know, it is the most popular sport in America today, I guess. Although I prefer baseball and tennis and golf and all those things. Well, but MW, ball. this isn't just about, C, you know, the, the issues from CT or concussions. This is this is about mental health in general, sir. And, and oh, yeah. You, what have I'm, to, you have to have a good attitude, which is one reason why I like reading the, just let them play. You know, you gotta, you can't be just totally carefree about things, but, but you, oh, do the best you can, and, and, and that's got to be good enough because that's the best that you can do. Well, that's right, but the, the issue here is this, sir. And, and as always, I want to thank you for calling in. It, this is this is the issue. Athletes are people, and forget the forget concussions. Just just at, athletes are people and have to deal with life. They have to deal with issues. And people think because someone plays a sport, and they're physically superior, they're they're in great physical shape, that therefore their mind is in great shape. And it, it does not mean it is. And typically, it's not. Or let me rephrase that. It doesn't mean that it will be, and oftentimes it cannot be. I mean, listen, I've been team psychologist for, for a lot of teams in my 37 years. I've worked with all kinds of athletes, all kinds of coaches. I've worked with some, a, a number of coaches who, quite frankly, were psychologically very ill people. One guy medicated himself with vodka and amphetamines, and that's how he coped with things. I've had guys who've dealt with things by not dealing with things, by avoidance. I've had professional coaches who've looked at me and scoffed at the idea of having someone like me around saying it's a sign of weakness. Sometimes, Dr. Jacob, I think I th Jacob, I think that what it is is people get this macho attitude, and, and that's, that's really not that good for them. Well, it's not, and I can tell you this for a fact. 
that when the greatest athlete in any sports career ends and he or she does not know how to deal with life, doesn't matter how great as an athlete they are, they've got to move on in life. You know, there's a 75 to 80% divorce rate for professional athletes within three years of retirement. Okay? They're, they're, you know, you've got, you've got issues. You've got to deal with things. You've got relationships. You've got families. You've got spouses. You've got kids. You've got parents. You know, it's, it's, it's an issue. And, and, you know, we've had situations here in Kansas City. Javon Belcher killed his girlfriend and himself a couple of years ago. You know, you've got these issues. Are, are, they go on. And you've got to deal with these things. And it's important to have people like myself available to work with athletes, coaches, teams, because I don't care how great a person you are as an athlete, you're still a person. And that's the issue. M.W., my friend, thanks for calling in it's as always. Very, it's very important to get a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, to get stuff off of your off your mind, you know, to, to talk to somebody about it. And I, I, realize, I realize that a person like you is a real good person to have around just to, just to talk to. And it's very important to get that talking taken care of, you know, and get things off your mind. Well, I'm a little bit biased about it because it's what I do for a living. But I'm telling you, the more I'm reading about it, I've been talking about this for years. And now we're seeing it from the greatest athletes in their sports talking about this how important it is. Sir, thanks for calling in. You take care of yourself, and I appreciate the comments about the book. Always my pleasure. Do the same. You take care. All right, that frees up our lines here at 913-3810-810. I want to hear from you. I'd like to hear from an athlete or a coach. Have you been depressed before? Have you been overstressed before? Have you had too much anxiety before, and have you not dealt with it? Have you been scared to deal with it? Have you been scared to admit there was a problem? Our number is 913-3810-810. Maybe you are no longer playing sports, and now you realized you weren't dealing with pressure and stress very well. Why not? You know, winning and losing are results. You can lose a game and have played well. You can lose a competition and have played great. But does that loss affect you in such a negative psychological way that you can't go on. You know, last night, KU's season ended. Doesn't mean the careers of Devontae Graham, Stephen McHilick will be over in basketball. I'm sure they'll be playing somewhere next year. How will they move on in their lives? You know, they're both, I assume they're both graduating, hopefully, having a degree. And that's why, you're, you know, you go, they, you go to college to play, basketball but also to get a degree to get an education and to learn about life you know you saw Devonte graham crying when he got off the court last night because it it hit him it's over you know everything i've seen about him never met him i've listened to interviews with him i've watched him play obviously a, a very very emotional guy you you watch him with his family after games a very hard worker a leader great basketball player but from all indications a great person too I'm sure it'll be hard for him to acknowledge my career now is over here at KU and I got to move on but I'm sure he'll do fine with it because he seems like a balanced kid now maybe he is you know that that's the thing and that's the point all signs show that he's a very balanced young man and and I'm assuming he probably is but that doesn't mean he doesn't need to talk to someone that's what this whole article Kevin Love wrote here about the importance of talking, okay? 
how important it is when you've got a problem. And I don't care if you're an athlete or, or you're not an athlete. If something's bothering you, talk about it. Discuss it with someone. It doesn't have to be a therapist. It could be a family member, a friend. Discuss things. But you've got to figure out about life. And, you know, here's Michael Phelps talking about suicide and depression. I mean, you sit there and think about the guy and think about him. You're thinking the greatest swimmer ever. And he's sitting there talking about how he had to struggle with it. Look at, look at Tiger Woods and what he's been through. I remember watching him when I was in graduate school. He was on The Tonight Show with his dad when he was doing the whole TV exposure. I think he was two or three when he came on. Hitting golf balls. And I'm watching this, and I'm sitting there thinking, man, I can't believe how good this kid is. What is this dad doing to him? That's exactly what my thought was. What is this dad doing to him? And he struggled throughout his life to deal with this. And from what I've read, it sounds like he's finally coming to grips with it all now. Good for him. Because you know what? I hope he can. He's got two kids he's raising with his, with his ex-wife. They're both raising them. And I hope for his sake that he's got himself grounded now. I mean, I'd love to see him come back and play great golf. But more importantly, I hope he's a happy person now. All right, we still got time to take a call at 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm talking about how important mental health is. You know, we put athletes on pedestals. We put kids on pedestals who play sports and think because they're so good at it, we start to give them accolades and, you know, tell them how great they are. And they may be great in that sport, but that doesn't mean they're great as a person. It's the whole balance thing, ladies and gentlemen, how we help people deal with their feelings is really important. And look, the Royals are 0-2. doesn't mean they're not going to be 160-2 by the time the season's over with. I'm sure they probably won't be. But the fact of the matter is, you're going to win, you're going to lose. you got to move on. you got to take it one day at a time. you got to take all these things one day at a time. And how you do a success and failure has a great deal with how you're going to do with life. You know, I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. Hope you enjoy this show. Today, just had two calls, very good calls. I try to get into discussions with you about these topics. Our shows are podcasted here at Sports Radio 10 WHB on the, on the website. Listen on the app. Go to podcasts or additional programming. And then you can find it here. You can also go to my website, which we just got redone. Just came back out online yesterday, winnersunlimited.com. And check the podcast out there. I also have relaxation visualization exercises that are now available on digital download on my website. Also in CDs, which I know people are like, what's a CD? Well, there are some CD players out there somewhere. But anyway, they're now available on digital downloads or relaxation visualization exercises for all kinds of things. I have a one that's just a relaxation exercise that gets you to relax. So my website's winnersunlimited.com. Check it out there. Our shows are all rebroadcast on the podcast page on my on my website and also on my Twitter account, which is at drjsportpsych at drjsportpsych. 
If you have topics you'd like me to talk about on this show, I'd love to hear from you. You know, I try to bring up things each week. And I know it's early on Sunday morning when I'm here. I know a lot of people do listen. I get feedback all the time from people who've heard the show. But if you've got a topic you'd like me to get into, get a hold of me. You know, my website is at winnersunlimited.com. You can send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. Get a hold of me there. My office number is 816-561-5556. I do this show each week to try and help you out with something. To try to give you some guidance, some suggestions about different issues. I love sports. I love the world of sports. I love competition. And I love seeing what we can do with ourselves. But in the end, as I like to say, you can have two athletes who are physically the same. The one with the stronger mind will come out on top. And I've had the privilege to work with so many great athletes over the years. Some of the greatest athletes who've ever played sports in Kansas City. But in the end, they're all people. They have feelings. They have emotions. They have families. And they want to deal with things. That's why I do what I do for a living. Hope you've enjoyed the show today. We got something out of it. I know it's the Easter holiday. It's Passover for everybody. Enjoy celebrating your religion. Enjoy being with your family. Be safe. Have a great week. And I'll be back here next Sunday as always on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Look forward to talking with you. Have a great week. Be safe. We're on the leader in sports. Sports Radio 810 WHB.